guys, it's Carla, and hello and welcome oh, okay, to sorry. this week's episode guys, of Dum Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition homebrew podcast set in my homebrew world of Astra. Because I'm doing it myself from home this evening, because unfortunately Nelly is unavailable, and where we were streaming had a serious internet problem this week, I'm doing it from home, with the assistance of my partner, but some things I'm still getting used to, so I need to find where the chat is. Yes, he's going to help me very quickly. Thanks, guys. Sorry, technical difficulties, guys. But welcome and thank you for being Sorry, here. We actually need to get a lot of equipment for ourselves, um, we actually which is something we are in the process of doing because we were using the venue's equipment. But if that venue is unavailable anymore, we... Um, need to make a new plan and we want to keep doing this and so please do interact on the chat i am here so how this works is when we law and world build together is i use your ideas and then i'll place them in the game and what we're doing is our table is filled with uh, nelly and wednesday and we used to have nicole who was playing but she moved to china and so we are looking for another player for our podcast and our twitch stream but in the meantime what we thought we would do is try out a couple of different players and see how they would go and to do that i thought the best way to do it would be to create a changeling character so on dnd beyond and you can find changeling so essentially this changeling there's a couple of trains of thought of how changelings work uh, one of them is that the changelings try to blend in and take on a full-on other personality each time they change which sometimes leads the changeling to truly lose themselves because they've changed so often into different people and with full not just different looks but also fully different personalities that they begin to lose themselves i think that's delving a little bit deeply into mental health and it's not something i would want people to play with unknowingly and so even though every time a new player comes in and plays this character I will keep a running theme and running background for this character that I will provide to them as the player which they need to work into the character as they play in the rules they're not, technically not allowed to change classes but I will allow it because if a new player wants to come in and they're going to join us for uh, say three episodes I'd like them to be able to really enjoy it and play something they'd like to play so I'm going to allow the changeling to change classes as well however if the changeling is knocked unconscious or oh hey Wednesday there's feedback coming from somewhere <laughs> was it me being a dumbass okay cool guys so we've sorted out one technical difficulty which is a, a p-box which means problem between user and keyboard so it was me so this changeling that we're creating when knocked unconscious and i'm gonna say when they're sleeping they revert back to their original form which we're gonna come up tonight and come up with a storyline of how the changelings live in the world and what where they came from but as i said i'll allow each person to create a new class uh, if they'd like and if they'd like to create they can tell me how that person looks. The changeling generally can only change into races of its own size, usually, but I'm going to also allow that in this world. So my question is, are changelings going to be really, really rare or are they going to be something that 
isn't as rare as you think, but because they're so good at hiding, no one knows. And based on the concept that magic runs the world and magic runs all the machinery and mage users, even though they're extremely, extremely powerful, they don't have all the power because they've been placed into guilds so that governments and uh, you know royalty can still control them to a degree. I wonder if changelings would want to come out because essentially if I allow them to change their classes, they could be anything. So they could be innately magical. That just means they could be a fighter. They could be a bard. They could be a barbarian. They could be a sorcerer. They could be a wizard. They could be any class and have those skills at any given point. And I think that would be too overpowered for the world to handle if the world knew they existed. And if, if they happened to be very well populated in the world. Here's a thought. Is unless, because our villains currently, their biggest plan is... And this is very strange to discuss about the villains with someone else. Because usually I have it all in my head. And then when the players are like oh did you mean for that to happen and is this the conspiracy theory i change what i said and say yes exactly so we're putting it out here but do not hold me to this <laughs> because uh as we play an interactive game the more you interact and the more my players obviously interact the better and richer the story becomes so i think it's very important to think of when you're building characters whether they're npcs or helping your players build characters is that they don't sort of destroy the world like we want our players to feel unique and magical and special but at the same time they can't be the chosen one in a group of four right also if they were the chosen one and everyone else is sort of just their lackeys then that means your entire adventure would have to focus on chasing down the chosen one otherwise why do you have a chosen one in the party and so as much as changelings are quite op and very very rare i wonder if the villains know so the villains are trying to find a way to create clockwork humanoids of all races um, and classes so that essentially people could live forever right is it for themselves is it for their families they like to think it's for their families but usually that's when people are the most evil and the most chaotically corrupt and mad is when they think they're doing it for a good cause but they're actually not so they've been murdering people trying to test the ways of making this clockwork magic work where the person could still keep their soul, if that's the word, or keep their, their essence without being an automaton controlled by someone else. And we saw that our two characters, Stasi, who was played by Nicole, and Kira, who was played by Nelly, are actually sisters. And it's been placed in the in the story that they were both tested and tried to be transformed into a clockwork. Stasi had a clockwork key in the center of her stomach, which when she immolated herself to save the rest of the party, became evident for, for a shining moment. And she fought the control. However, even though the clockwork worked on her, she wasn't in control of herself. So she became an automaton, which I thought was pretty cool for the story. So I wonder if the clockwork automaton villains, automaton creating villains, know that changelings exist, or if that's a giant secret that the players, once they find out, would have to keep, because surely that would really be something valuable for... For the clockwork villains to try so okay so i think changelings are secret to this world because it's a world run on magic 
magic powers everything. If we all of a sudden found out, found a magical oil and natural resource generator, we would chase after it insanely hardcore until basically, as as humans do, there's nothing left, and then there's ch- changeling change, climate changelings. Anyway, so changelings are definitely, and I'm going to write it here. Changelings are rare. In the books, it says they're quite uh, chaotic neutral, and we're gonna, I'm gonna allow players to not change the alignment, but to play on the edges of, of neutral, because some players like to be given the guiding, the guidance of alignment. Now, how does this changeling come into the world, and how does it meet them? They're basically stuck on a prison island where they were investigating the clockworks and now need to escape and meet the changeling or the changeling needs to arrive. Perhaps also as part of this world and something we built all together previously is that sky whales provide the oil that smooths and runs the machinery as well. So it's run by magic and sky whale oil. Were the whales always in the sky? No, they weren't. Um, eventually a do-gooder group tried to save the whales and so did a huge spell and huge conjuring which brought them into the sky and eventually evolution took over and they now live in the sky but we've also built sky ports and dirigibles so i wonder if the changelings were part of that yes okay see now this is piecing together nicely i think the changelings and also guys feel free to throw in things what do you think should be there I really always appreciate building something with someone else and I think it's a really cool process to share and grow together. What if the changelings were the ones who cast this magic working that changed the whales? So the changelings changed the whales, for want of a better way to say it. And so they've been living in the skyports. They don't procreate quite easily. I think... They're even secret to each other at this point. I think, so there were a lot of changelings. They cast the magic working that took the whales into the sky. But upon doing that, everyone was so pissed off because now you've taken away their resource and they don't know how to get it. And they have to go through you to get it because the changelings created some of the skyports and have been controlling it. And people turned into an angry mob because we took their giant uh, resource away. Through that, the changelings eventually went into hiding and just disappeared from the skyports one day. And then over the years, all the other races built up those skyports. The changelings have passed into myth because obviously when they went into hiding, some of those changelings took on a personality permanently. Now, what if the changeling that we are creating for players to play, should they be a skyport captain? Because then we're going to move this whole adventure into the sky. Or should they, should that just be their background and their history? I'm thinking that currently it should just be their background and their history. And the first guys they meet the changeling in will be their original. They've been taught their whole lives to hide and to actually stay in the same form. So much so that some changelings don't realize the most... A character stays in the same form and more the changeling stays and remains like that eventually their true form will get mixed up with that and so when they fall asleep or are knocked unconscious it looks vaguely like that it almost looks like if you looked at a very blurry picture of someone 
where you can be like, that's definitely Carla, but you can't make out features. And so that's what you would see if you saw the changeling asleep or knocked unconscious. It's almost this not fully formed shape because they're getting trapped between the face they wear when they're awake and the face and who they are when they're unconscious and asleep. They're very unremarkable. And so they they transform to those features if they keep them for too long. I had a core idea, but I came to the stream thinking of how we could expand on this idea. And as we're going, this is essentially my mental mind map and how I run lore and world building. And it's about placing characters in the history and in the politics and in the environment of the world and not just saying, oh, well, I made a character and I want to play a bard because I like playing bards. That's cool. And I mean, you can do that. But as the GM, you need to create richer stories and richer NPCs and player characters. And when people aren't playing the player character, we'll ask you to play it and I'll assist in playing the player character. And so it needs a very rich backstory to help the people who come in and play it for three three episodes to really latch onto information for this changeling. I think changelings are actually very, very afraid of going up into the sky because that was where their, their kind was basically almost brought to extinction. And so they have this intense fear of going up into the sky for fear that they'd be found out. Because if they get caught here, they can, you know, sort of disappear into crowds. But on a skyport, there's only so many places you can go. And also everyone sort of knows everyone who's on the on the skyport. Generically, I would say they're sorcerers. Their generic class is, is being a druid. Druid? Druid. Because druids is concerned with nature magic. And being... Uh, Changing your form and shape is kind of druid-like because it's dealing with natural material. And I mean, they can change shillelagh and they can take beast form. Okay, druid. Their base is that a changeling is a druid. I'm going to say that. So they can also transform into beasts. They just can't grow like extra appendages, right? So they could be a, a bear, but they can't be a three-armed bear. And if they turn into a beast, it needs to be a beast that's in their druid beast form. So I will give them a spell. No matter what class they choose, they will always have beast form. Okay, this character's name, we're going to give them a unisex name because also we don't know if the players would want to play male or female. And they're also welcome to change that along with their race and their class. The only thing they can't change is their levels. They have to get that from me. Oh, yeah. So we're going to give them a name. I wanted to say Alex, but I feel like Alex is super generic for a unisex name. And it's also, it doesn't feel very fantasy unless you say the full name, in which case it would give it a gender proclivity. So let's go with, oh, actually, and I thought this is quite funny, uh, Andromach, like the Greek. I, I think I'm saying it right, but that's how I'm going to say it in the game. And also it's funny because uh, it's like androgynous, so... Andromach. Okay, cool. The character is named Andromach. What were they doing before they meet the party? So what is their plan in life and why? And here's always the question, and this is when you're building NPCs, but also when you're asking your players to create characters, is why would any sane person leave their home to go on an adventure? Now, why would Andromach, for whatever reason, risk being found out, risk leaving their home, 
to achieve what? Now, I said the clockwork villains would be extremely interested in changelings. They know the clockwork villains. If they ever found out about changelings, they would consider them a highly valuable prize and obviously try and capture them all and then uh, turn them into a changeling clockwork army, which would be amazing to play as a, a master villain, but not so amazing for the characters and for the players. So perhaps Andromach and their, fa and their family have been following the news and hearing about these killings and are starting to put some kind of information together in the fact that it's always different people. There's always a clockwork. They do live longer than the other species. So it's, it's possible races, not species. Although species, no, they're not species because you can get half orc and half elf. So other races, I think it would be too coincident dinty for Andromach's parents to have had a run-in with the villains because that's also the problem sometimes when creating characters and try especially in trying to find connections in character backstories and characters is you all like well your parents knew you and you were known via via and then all of a sudden it turns into bold and the beautiful but D&D style with everyone being brothers sisters cousins long lost forgotten friend i say this although we had a long lost sister but only two of the characters were related in our defense and the other one is a gun for hire so andrew mach's parents how did they cotton on to this so they're they're cottoning on that lots of people are getting killed lots of different races genders classes what if while our characters were on the island a changeling did get murdered so now people know changelings are real again and so andromach is going into hiding they'll meet the adventurers coming back and join the party thinking what better way to hide myself and save myself than to be on the team looking for the killers and then also potentially she can they can save all their friends and things okay so a changeling is murdered but no one knows about this because obviously the clockwork killers hide it but the changelings know because one of their numbers is gone i wonder if they need to do a, a ritual every year to keep the sky whales up or are the sky whales just have they evolved to that point that's a thought because otherwise how did the people find the changelings but i suppose no one can be completely careful they're also i'm actually also going to say changelings are pacifists because if they get knocked out, they lose their form. So changelings are pacifists, because obviously if you get in a fight, you get knocked out, you'll lose your form. So that's something you do not want to do. So one of their numbers murdered, it's covered up. They start going into hiding. Andromach's parents go into hiding, but the easiest way to go into hiding is to go to a new town and change your face and change your identity. And so, they change their identity and they don't want to remain married because, uh, well, as a husband and wife and child, because that's too conspicuous. Kyle and Sarah and Andromach to disappear in one town and for there to appear in another town, Alex and uh, Charlotte and their kid, Alex. <laughs> yes, so the parents split. Andromach is setting out on their own. They're old enough to do it. They're, you know, in, in changeling time 
uh, you know, 25, so relatively old. But, you know, they wanted to be a baker and yeah, were actually just trying to live a simple life. And so I will also make, huh, I will always make Andromach one level lower than the other player characters. Yes. Because they have the bonus of always being able to change their class and their race, I will always make them one level lower. Because they also don't know how to use all these powers, right? So unless they're in Druid form, in Druid form they can be the level of the players. Any other form, they have to be a level lower because they don't know how to use that. If, for argument's sake, we get... Uh, and they're consistently being played as a barbarian, then I'll make it like you've been a barbarian long enough, you... You feel the rage, you know how to use it. But if they're consistently changing, they're always going to be ever so slightly bad at that um, class. So Andromach was trying to lead this quiet life in one of the towns on Astra, a town near Tiroch, when all of this breaks loose. Um, Andromach, not knowing what to do, decides to run to that area and then sees a, a shattered boat and wonders if anyone is stuck on T-Rock. So perhaps Andromach can go save them. And I think for for this evening and for the fact that we're trying this new way of streaming, um, this is not going to be our permanent way. We are definitely trying to really build up the way we stream and to make it better and back to the level of quality we had in Season 1. We're going to be trying to stream from a different place next week and it's going to be all of us. But for this evening, I think that's enough on building the character and building that character within the world and that character's race into the world. Because the one problem is, is also I think a lot of times when people build their worlds, they don't think about how do you add a backstory for the race and politics and things that happen to them so that they're not just well, this is a magical place and there's elves and halflings and, and drow. Like, why are they there? How did they get there? And what became of them? And so I think for the changelings, this is a really, really good space. And I think the changelings were actually on Astra before anyone else. And as people came across, they changed to look like those people because, you know, you want to connect with someone, you copy their body language, might as well copy their whole body. <laughs> so... The changelings were on Astra first, and that's also why they were so upset about the the other races using the whales for just slaughtering them to get the oil because they had lived with the whales for a very long time and lived quite harmoniously, which is why they were druids as well. So do you see how creating one bit of background story can start to really flesh out reasoning for character and reasoning for behaviors? When building worlds and when building characters, if you're struggling to find something, start with something small. So start with a seed of an idea, which is for this evening was the changeling. And then grow that in how would they fit in the world? What happened to them? And think of things you can start questioning. So when we did acting, we used to do like ask us anything kind of thing as a character and people would ask you stupid stuff like they would ask you what's your favorite color and then you as Banquo would reply oh no my favorite color is blue but it makes you start to think about these things differently so if you start to wonder oh what's Andromach's favorite food 
And then I'd say, well, um, it's this pie that her mom used to make, but it's made out of mushrooms because she's a vegetarian because they're very pacifist so far that they don't even eat meat, which I'm going to write down now. So if you're struggling to figure out stories, ask questions or get a friend to just give you some ideas of some questions to ask, like how old are they? I mean, some of these are blatant and on the character sheet is how old, how tall, what do they look like? What are their skills? But ask the background questions. And that's what the books give you is who were their enemies with? What connection could they have? But take those even deeper and always leave an open ending when making characters, even when building NPCs is leave an open ending or leave a trail that the GM can pick on pick up on or vice versa for the NPCs that the players can pick up on. So for argument's sake, a Lawrence, so played by Wednesday, she left that she has a fiance that she ran, ran away from. So now I can pick on that storyline at any point and I can build it. And for example, Andromach, I've left that her parents are, have disappeared so that at any point when something cool happens in the story, if they meet a character they supremely like or dislike or have had, uh, if the players meet another NPC that they have uh, an affinity for, whether good or bad, I could turn that into Andromach's parents. And I mean, you could too, because this is interactive. So normally what would happen is, you know, you could at any point say, that's Andromach's parents. And I'll be like, okay, cool. That's the mom or that's the dad. Because maybe they're in different towns too, for their own safety. Have they made an arrangement date to probably try and meet up again? I think they would have. So two years time, let's meet back at our original town. So two years time. Sorry, as I'm talking, I'm thinking these things through. I know tonight was a little bit different, um, and I know it was a little bit all over the place, and I apologize for that. It's the, it's the new space, but also um, it's been a crazy, crazy week, and I <laughs> apologize for that. But I just want to say um, thank you to everyone who's been following us, and really, wow, thank you to everyone who's been listening on the podcast. I mean, we are... We see you hearing us, seeing us. And thank you to everyone who's here tonight. We appreciate you. Uh, remember, if you enjoyed this, but I'm sure you will enjoy next week even more, please follow us on all the socials at dumdumdie, spelled D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E. You can also mail us at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com if you'd like to play. We are looking for female players, so because it is all female, all awesome. So if you'd like to play and you are in Joburg, send us a mail and then we'll let you come play Andromach. Also, you need to be available Tuesday nights at 7.15 p.m. GMT plus two. I really, really appreciate you. And uh, do Puppet Wednesday and Asterit Essay, I'm going to go with because we're in South Africa. Thanks for being here. So remember, you can follow us on all the socials at Dum Dum Dice, spelled D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E. You can mail us. And, you know, I'd like to see you here next week. This is also going to be on our podcast tomorrow. But as always, I hope you have a most amazing week filled with adventure.